Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another riotous episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. Wow, what's got you in such a chipper mood, a riotous mood? I well, I ran a riot last night, didn't I? Oh, I suppose so. Yes, you did. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah had a little Curse of Strahd mayhem in the streets. I I definitely have not come to associate the game with mayhem yet, so it was a nice change of pace. Uh, yeah, at least not when it doesn't include wolves, because there's definitely <laughs> been some lupine variety mayhem in the past. There may have been some wolves in there. Uh, yeah. Just you guys didn't know about them. That was. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, who knows anything at this point? Um, I don't. You know, <laughs> I could tell where you were like having fun and where you're getting like frustrated with certain things. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It, like, I don't know. At this point, it's just the vibe, right? The the wavelength. I, I just mm-hmm. kind of get it. I think overall it was a good session. And I think that you were happy with it. And yeah. I think it overall worked really well. Um, I know there were just one or two moments where you were trying to freak us out. And some of the players were just maybe not giving you that full reaction that you're kind of hoping for. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think that's I think that's natural. Um, yeah. I mean, some I, players you know, are really good about giving that emotion and reacting mm. hard. And I think a yeah. lot of other players can't help, but see the the mechanics or the, the behind the curtain or the inner working or just have a difficult time or maybe even a resistance to like becoming vulnerable in that moment. I know, I know I do to a, a limit and I, yeah. and I try to, I try to at least describe my character freaking out. If it's sure. something I think is, called for yeah but i have noticed in the last few games i've been in yours and and in spikes and and another one where i do have some difficulty personally of being able to let myself you know emote like emotionally be uncomfortable Mm. right or like maybe that's not the right word but like definitely like negative emotion feeling yeah Uh, whereas some of the players just that's like the main thing they seem to like to do. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like they really dig it. I can definitely get like, um, moved, right? Like mm -hmm. if something's touching or sweet or really beautiful, I can, I can usually get behind that a lot easier than like feeling sad. Right. Or, you know, really like those like sad cry emotions, like just really have a hard time getting there. And I, I imagine that has something to do with, well, probably upbringing more than anything. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know how, how it was with, with, with your folks, but I don't know. I, I, I think I was definitely more expected to tough it out most of the time. Right. Yeah. Be a man, be a man, you know, kind of, you kind of bury that stuff. And it's been, it's been interesting being in a couple of games where the expectation has been, well, I would actually like more emotional involvement for you. Um, in your case, being more like, hey, I would like you to be scared, please. <laughs> you know. Well, I'll I'll say this. I and I I don't know if I have adequately put this across. So this might uh merit saying I I do fully understand that like we're we're playing a tabletop RPG. 
And what's more, we're not even around the same dang table. Like we're doing this online over mm-hmm. Discord and using Roll20. And at no point did I have I actually expected you guys to uh to genuinely feel scared. What I more was have been looking for is like a willingness to act scared. Oh, sure. Like yeah, yeah, play the character as being scared because right. there are definitely some players like uh like Tiana who was on the show uh a few episodes she, ago. She's very good about letting herself get there, right? About oh, totally. Like just okay, I know what you're going for, so I'm gonna totally buy in and I'm gonna totally play that part. And I can access right. those emotions. They're they're on on the shelf next to me. I can grab them for you. You know, yeah. The first the first time I I played with her on the uh, Quest and Chaos live stream, yeah, like she genuinely started crying, and I'm like sitting there on the other side of the table, going, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I can't follow that up. <laughs> like I I've never been around yeah. that at the RPG table, so I mean that's like some next level stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sure. not looking for that from you guys. What I what I hate is when it's like, okay, this is obviously supposed to be an unnerving or scary moment, and I'm just gonna play my character like he doesn't give a crap. Like you know, oh, don't right. phase me, yeah, that don't phase me, yeah. Or or they just don't address it at all, right? Which is sure. like, okay, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, because I think okay. it's like I want to beat the game. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like, so I can't let this affect me. I have to, which in a way is also how you emotionally are coping. Right. Because yeah. you're, because you're just throwing the wall up. Right. But it's, yeah, but you know, that's not what we necessarily want. Or like, you know, one thing I try, I've been trying to do at least with the curse of straw game is to at least describe the, some of my characters inner monologue to, mm. to go, okay, he's, saying this but he's feeling this right i like, dig that you know i think you've noticed that one or two times so there's been maybe yeah. some some illustrated in our conflict or maybe if not illustrated then at least at least just described sure totally which is i would say the lesser version of illustrated in most, yeah. most cases and i've definitely appreciated that like i've seen you try to make those changes and those strides for uh you know, I, I remember when we started the campaign, you were very reluctant to go to that place. And mm-hmm. now you've been acknowledging it more and trying to at least factor in the idea that, you know, even if you, Adam, are not like, obviously, I'm not scared. I'm sitting at my computer like you got to get in my head way more than this. And I don't freaking know how to do that. And I, and I think the computer barrier is both a benefit as well as a drawback. Cause yeah, on the one yes. hand, you don't feel that human energy in the room, but on the other hand, you can more easily wear that mask where, yeah, where you can play act the emotion without people seeing you physically. So, mm. you know, it's, it's good. It's give and take, I think. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a little bit of both there. I think, um, one thing similar to that that I uh, ran into in the semi-recent past was when I was playing uh, Promise and uh, Spike had thrown us 
into, well, it was like right when he threw all our characters pretty much into the abyss. And we all were kind of put through our own individual trials. Um, and Promise had to live through like uh, basically fighting to the death through the arena like time after time after time after time ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it all finally ended and our characters met up together and uh, we were able to rejoin and all this stuff, uh, you know, I tried to at least give some credence to the idea that like, like I don't want to say I was trying to play up PTSD because that's, that's a whole separate ball of wax that I don't think that I am quite qualified. That you wanted to to show that it affected your character and had. Yeah. So I, I tried to like actually RP crying, like, you know, having him feel choked up or having, you know, some quaver in his voice or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of just the kind of stuff. Um, yeah, sure. You want to you want to go through that character development and struggle and and conflict and all that stuff. And and that's yeah. really good stuff. And I think that if at the very least, if a player can't get there through acting, they can at least, you know, uh, narrate it. Yeah. And I think that's what I I would go out on a limb and say, I imagine that that's what most players do. Um, yeah. If they're willing know, to go there at all. I, yeah, I. I, it's not like I have uh, statistics in front of me, but you know, I, you definitely see more people go the narrative route than yeah. the actual performance route. But sure. um, I just hate when the yeah. moments get ignored altogether. It's like, uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, and I also get on the other hand that like a lot of players like, Hey, I'm kind of here to feel powerful, not vulnerable. You know, sure. and you know, that's then don't a, play Curse of Strahd. That's it, right. <laughs> that might be the answer there. Right. But, and I think there are some games that, that call for it and, and others that don't sure. certain tables that, that, that call for it and don't. But yeah, um, yeah, I guess if, you know, as a for me, it, like it was a personal challenge that I wanted to kind of kind of get to because I've had some pretty cool characters that do a lot of damage and do heroic stuff. And oh, sure. You know, it is it is kind of nice to play something a little bit more, more open and vulnerable. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I wanted to ask you a question, I guess this is getting into a topic. If you, if sure. I, if I might fire uh, away. Um, but it's, it's going to be mostly me asking you questions. I have, I, just, okay. I guess I have like a couple of topics in mind. Uh, the, the first one is, um, what do you want? <laughs> like, uh, what do you want? in your neck, like if you were to be involved in another campaign, I know that your time is busy. You are, you are, your time is valuable. You are busy, you Mm. know, but if you were like, okay, I'm going to commit myself to another campaign. What would it look Mm. like? What it, what would the system be? Like, it doesn't have to be five E again, right? It can be, Mm. you know, anything you want. What's the genre? What does the game feel like? What do, what do we spend most of our time doing? So just kind of starting from the, the most broad strokes, where do you start? If I, if I was to run or if I was no, to play? Someone, so you're going you're gonna to play. Someone's going to run a game for you, possibly me, right? Like, holy moly. And, and it's like, okay, man, wave your magic wand, make a wish. 
And oh, what God. what is what is the game? <laughs> what does it look you like? Know, you know what these questions do to me. Uh, Make you excited see. and happy, but also feel a little bit of pressure because then you think you might be committing to something. Well, you never know. Um, and something shows up in the mail one day. And right. Surprise. Surprise. Who's your player's <laughs> guy? But at, least, um, at least then it's not Strahd where I'm like, hi, running game for me. <laughs> sure. But I mean, as you said uh, previously, you know, that's that's the good way to do it. You know, if you want your GM to run you something, at least buy it for him. Yeah. Like I'm um, a present. Jeez. Uh, you know, I think part of me. uh would be interested to run something or wow, wow you know I, that that's I, showing some growth right there like I, not even i, I want to play i want to run wow that was not where I, I expected this question to go i hope that that wasn't like some kind of pseudo freudian slip uh i think it was man see. i think you're you're changing are you i th- you know, I and I know this doesn't answer this doesn't answer your question. This is just another tangent. But after having run Strahd, yeah, I am definitely more comfortable with the idea of running now. Like, oh the, my god, the idea of sitting down in the chair and playing the game, uh, or rather, running the game for players. Um, is is not something that really wigs me out as much anymore. Mm, that's um, great. Yeah, like it's it feels good. Like I I've been thinking about that a bit recently, and it's uh oh it's my nice. Gosh. It's a it's a bit more comfortable, and you know, especially like I've kind of got my rhythm with you know I've got Sirenscape, I've got Discord, I've got Roll Twenty. Although I will say I am slowly but surely trying to learn foundry because i'm ready to leave roll 20 in the dust i'll be careful one of these days we might like interview a roll 20 person right but at the same time i i also get you like there are some frustrations and not to mention we've just been there a long time you know and it's right and it's and it is time for something else i've looked a lot at um oh what's that 3d one uh oh tailspire Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that's something I could be I could be interested in. But I have to tell you, and I I know I've said this on the show a few few times now, now that I've been getting back into like in person, I definitely prefer it like, oh, yeah, a lot more. I love getting up and like I stand up and I get animated and I do a lot better. Oh, you know, I totally do the same freaking thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, yeah, my minis aren't that cool or anything. I don't have big set pieces. But like, I don't know, I think my my acting ability just comes out a lot more clearly. Oh, and, you know, it's it's and I can see their faces and it's harder for them to be distracted. You know, like I've got you can literally walk over and get in their face if you need to, which Which I do sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hey, kids, listen up. (laughs) Hey, yeah, exactly. Like you can you can catch them and you can ask them to do stuff real quick and. Um, you also can't let yourself be too distracted. You have to be very present at all times. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, but anyway, I think to, to answer your question yes. about what kind of game I would like to play in system wise, I, f- especially after having watched 
The Expanse. You want some sci-fi type stuff? I think I kind of do. Like, and which feels weird to me to say because I am not a sci-fi guy. And when it comes to sci-fi, I feel a little intimidated because I'm not, I'm not a science guy like that. You know, obviously we both have art backgrounds and, you know, the books that I tend to like are definitely heavily skewed toward fantasy almost exclusively well and i i remember the stuff you drew and the stuff i drew i mean it it was a lot of organics a lot of furs yep you know maybe some metal but it's to accentuate you know form or something like that like definitely you and i were not drawing cars and trains and robots right that was not really our jam Um, yeah and so like i totally get it like i love frank frazetta and I, I imagine a lot of my stuff kind of looking that way. Right. You know, and, and a lot of your stuff was, you know, I remember a lot of snow <laughs> and a lot oh, of yeah. trees and roots and rocks and muscles. Yeah, freaking and, great. You know, it's very, very naturey for sure. Yeah. So I, I love that kind of organic feel. And up until now, like sci fi to me always felt hard to relate to and distant. And I always kind of got these sort of uh, like cheap Stargate vibes where everything felt like when I'd watch a sci-fi movie or a show, always felt plastic or like super fake, like like cheaper. You'd see these panels of like just randomly blinking lights that even to a layman clearly don't mean a thing. Like you're just (laughs) trying to make it look like crap is happening. What's that? Trust me, it's important. But the Um, expanse is kind of like drawing you out of that. They've made you a little bit more interested in, in what it could be. Yeah. Like I just, I love how, how character driven it was and how like I, I felt like I could understand how, like the rules of the setting. I mm. didn't feel overwhelmed by it, but it also didn't feel like it was talking down to me. I didn't feel stupid. I was like, okay, you know, I get the, you know, how gravity being different in different places would affect how people grow when they're growing up in those environments. Right. So it felt or, like the universe had rules in the, in the book. You know, the writing, you might say, had like hard systems. Yeah. And it and it made sense even to somebody who isn't reading Neil deGrasse Tyson stuff constantly or whatever. <laughs> um, so I I feel like doing something sci fi would be pretty cool. I've never been too much into Star Trek. I know that that's going to sound blasphemous to some people. It was just never no, really yeah, my it's, it's, thing. It's not my jam either. And I, I think I've I've felt a lot the same way as you have, as you've been describing. Mm. Like my my biggest connection to sci-fi was probably Star Wars, and a lot of people would argue sure. that it's really still more fantasy. You know, yeah. because instead of solving all of our problems with like pseudoscience jargon, we're still getting yeah. like the ancient stone or the you know legendary lightsaber or well you heck, know. they even figure out a way even in sci-fi to make the most powerful weapon a freaking sword 
Yeah, sometimes. It ain't a yeah. gun. But I, unless I you're talking the, about like the Death Star, the, the silly difference in my mind between like fantasy and sci-fi, which I'm sure there's counterexamples, but my my definition was always the most powerful stuff in fantasy is older, and the most powerful stuff in sci-fi uh, is new. Like it's the new technology, not like the thousand-year-old thing. So I don't know. It's one dumb idea, but anyway, I thought it. I, th- know, I think it has something to it. It makes it does kind of make you wonder. From the fantasy perspective, you've got like this ancient draconic magic or ancient elven magic that's been like lost for, you know, eons beyond count or whatever. And it's like, yo, if you if it was that great, why is it gone now? (laughs) You're right. Like, well, then they they might say something to the effect of it's always been. It's been buried, you know, because it was not controllable. But you can you say like the same thing in sci-fi where you're like, oh yeah, it's a prototype for (laughs) it's a prototype. No one else has it. It hasn't been tested yet. We don't really know what's what it's capable of, or it's been illegal (laughs) in several systems, you know. Um, nothing, nothing like uh, the QA process to bring a real <laughs> super weapon. But it's like the fruition. same idea. Like, can we really control this power? It's just it's unknown because we forgot or it's unknown because we don't know yet. Right. Um, you know, so it's kind of just kind of a funny thing, I think. Yeah. I, I thought about running something that is sci fi esque, you know, like. Mm. Like it sounds like probably not Star Wars for you. I I was just gonna follow the Star Trek bit with yeah. also like probably not Star Wars either because it's you know there's so much pop culture tied to it and also you get so many people that especially within uh you know within the TTRPG space people who are major Star Wars nuts who know the lore inside now and, and you just like feel daunted by like, do I have to know all this stuff? You know, right. I, I, I think I kind of feel that it would almost be more fun in some ways to, to just run it for someone who knows as little as I do. Um, yeah, but at the it's same like time, watching a, it's like watching a movie uh, where you've got uh, where the main characters are played by big name actors versus no name actors that you've never heard of. Well, I, I like, will say it's been a lot easier to run like homebrew for like D and D aficionados than it mm. has been to run like forgotten realm stuff that they know better than I do. Right. Like, sure. Cause it can be a little bit daunting. Um, yeah, I bet. And, and I mean, usually they're gracious about it and that sort of thing. And, it, and it's, oh, fine, I mean but. like, like AJ, like AJ, right? Yeah. I, when I had AJ in, in my, um, storm Kings game, I, I was super intimidated. I mean, he's, he's probably like one of the coolest guys ever in his like, just super chill. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I definitely was feeling very small in the beginning of, of that. Sure. Um, uh, because I was like, okay, I need to like, go watch all of your videos. So I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Right. Yeah. But I'll try to, but he, he was really gracious. He's like, it, you know, it's just your version. So it's whatever. There you um, go. So yeah, I, I think I, I really I, appreciate that. I think I dig being in, uh, in a sci-fi game and I, what about cyberpunk? Sounds cool. Cyberpunk has 
been interesting to me as well. Um, though I've, you know, I've, uh, I've heard various opinions on the different cyberpunk, uh, like genre systems. You know, there, there's like proper cyberpunk. Um, but yeah. then there's also like, uh, I guess like Shadowrun kind of falls in there. And I right, think there yeah. are a few other ones too. Um, yeah. So I, when we were like getting all hyped up for uh, Cyberpunk 2077, I really wanted to try to dive into something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't really thought about it much recently. So, but if it was pitched to you, you'd be like, well, maybe, you know, you'd probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Consider I, that I would at least, I would at least consider it. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I've been thinking of has been Guy, Guy Sklander's uh, bounty hunter system. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I know that, you know, for guys like you and me, like we have, you and I both have full-time jobs. So it's like, it's hard right. to like really sit down and go, okay, I'm going to get a really crunchy system and. And nail it down. Something that's right. diceless sounds pretty good, right? That sounds cool, you know. Or so, something else that's just very accessible, mm-hmm. you know, is, is nice. And I think that's why uh, D twenty systems tend to appeal to me because it's like, okay, if I know D and D, I can at least, you know, use that as my my, my baseline, my springboard, yeah, to to understand totally. the rest of this. Um, okay, so let's say we we did a sci fi campaign that was something you were interested in. Okay. Let's. So let's, let's talk about what is the, what is the adventure generally about? What are you spending most of your time doing? Um, you know what? Let's just, let me just ask you yes or no questions. Let's do this. Okay. All right. This might be more fun this way. Okay. Are there a lot of interconnected and conflicted intergalactic nations and politics? Are we the players involved with them? Or maybe to how much extent, right? How much, how much like politicking and deal making and deal breaking <laughs> do you want to do? Mm-hmm. I, that's something that I'm a little, uh, like I'm intrigued by it, but I don't know how up to that challenge I am. Sure. If that makes sense. Like, no, I, uh, that's kind of the answer I expected, actually. Yeah. I mean, watching the expanse, you've got, uh, you've got the belters and the um a lot of them are part of the uh the OPA which is the outer planets outer planets alliance and yeah. then you've got mars and you've got earth uh and those are basically the three factions right. so it's not like you've got like a dozen it's it's a you've got a few major players that right. you get to know. So it's not like three so to much five. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I, I, okay, I can count on one hand, my manageable things. I'll be up to the challenge as long as you don't like make me memorize a million things. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. But as far as percent time spent, hmm. like, okay, we, we had a session and it was 50% us talking in politics or, you know, a third of our games have been standing around chatting and mm. planning versus let's say the other question being how much of it is Star Wars? Like we're like not literally lightsabers in the force, but like oh, sure by having war. Are okay. these and are these space big, combat? Are these big space 
combat set pieces where there's thousands of ships firing on each other? Or is this going to be a very zoomed in kind of, okay, we're talking about a band of different gangs, maybe, or one ship versus the the marauders on the outer rim, you know, Mm. I, you know, and I, I, the expanse has become like just my point of reference now. Sure. Why not? I mean, um, you're inspired by it. It's uh, what I really dug about the expanse was you had this core group of characters, which I always viewed as the PCs and they there was a variety of things they do like there was some politicking sometimes and other times it was a bit more combat focused other times they would uh have these more kind of uh maybe maybe not intimate but just more casual intercharacter uh interactions where you know it was just the characters doing things together mm-hmm. um yeah well, I mean, certainly so, there would be a mix of everything, right? Like, certainly yeah. you, you don't want to play a game where there's no fighting and no politicking and no sitting around the campfire, so to speak. Yeah. But what is the main idea? Like, what are we spending? What genre of film is this? <laughs> right. Oh. Is this an action okay. flick? Is this, you know, a, a political thriller? Is it uh, a heist film? What are we what are we looking at? Mm. Oh, man. You like you say heist film and then I'm like, screw everything else. Heist sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> There's a system that I, I can't remember the, the name of it. And, and I should look it up. But anyway, it, it has to do with doing heists. And I think it's like Victorian era where it's centered. And the main mechanic is that like you go up to a guard or a door and you spend the, like a character point or something. And then you go into like a whole flashback sequence that you role play through to explain how you get through this in the present. And it's it's a really cool idea. I forget what it's called. Um, I'm uh, sure Spike will tell us. Yeah. He'll tell us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Uh, we know our people, but it, but yeah, you like go up to the guard and instead of like just pickpocketing or trying to use deception, you spend a point and then you role play a scene where you help the guard get his wife out of a burning car. And then he's like, I owe you one. And you're like, I have to call that in someday. Right. Mm, so because yeah. in, in heist movies, you always see stuff like that. Right. Like when they're about yeah. to like do something cool, they explain how they're getting away with this. Right. Right. Because you didn't yeah. know. But a month ago, I met this guy. Yeah. Okay. I get Which you. is a totally a mechanic you could just borrow and, and take to any system. Um, but anyway, uh yeah, okay. That could be so, something fun to do. Let's see the genre that this would be. I I would say maybe a mix between uh action and like drama suspense. Okay, maybe. so that, would this be a little more serious? A little bit, but knowing me, I would wind up finding a way to make it goofy. Okay. Like almost like a, like, I don't know. Did you watch much Firefly? Cause it, it definitely had like, okay, most of the time there's drama happening, but then there's also a lot of one-liners and banter and 
jokes here yeah, and there. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it was very Marvel esque, you might say. Well, it was it was a it was a Joss Whedon. Project, yeah, it was a Whedon it? thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some um, people were real real diehard about it. I thought it was fine. I I liked it, but I I wasn't you know I wasn't Gaga about it. I I I I almost don't feel comfortable saying this because I feel like if anything would get us hate mail, it's probably going to be this. But I I haven't watched Firefly. I know about it. I know about Nathan oh yeah, to at least watch it. Yeah. Um. So I do need to get around to watching it. I, I kind of feel like it'd be your jam, honestly. I, I it, feel like it sounds like I, I feel yeah. like you would like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just held back on it because other people were like super insistent. And I was like, uh, you're kind of killing it. That, <laughs> you know? And I always hate when freaking because I'm always the dude who's super hyped and then nobody does it. And then I yeah, I did the exact same thing with Firefly. Like everyone would just talk it up and I go, oh, OK, but. That was also definitely I was hearing about it for the first time when I was like fully in our kind of like hyper fantasy phase. So like yeah. the last thing I wanted to hear about was like, hey, check out this cool spaceship show. I'm like, I don't give a crap about that. Give me a that's sword. A spaceship. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Spaceship. That's not made out of sword. Um, that's not made out of sword that's <laughs> it's periodic table of fantasy elements it's like in a way it kind of is i don't know sd <laughs> sword mm. um okay so, yeah gunslinging laser swords uh is there telepathy or some sort of magic but not magic you know like uh like the mm. what do they call them in mass effect the the bio something i God, it's Heck been so long. They basically have telekinesis. Like some people have more or less sensitivity to it. Right. Um, I, you know, after, after having played D and D so long, I think it would be cool to play something where, um, where everyone is much more mortal. Like again, going back to the expanse in that system, there are there are no energy weapons like all the ships are firing physical payloads. They've got like these chain guns with oh, wow. huge belts of ammo. And you see these streams of bullets glowing and flying through space in these huge spiraling arcs and stuff. It's freaking spectacular. And it's uh, like the idea of firing a bullet in space is pretty rad when you think about it. You know, given the fact that like until this thing hits something, it's pretty much just not going to stop, which is like a total trip. Yeah. So, you know, sort of playing into the little more realism, a little more, a little more grounded, because the more I think about it, like when you when you have magic involved or, you know, the force or whatever you want to call it, it starts to become difficult to kind of intuit how what what you can expect from certain interactions like if if some if some people out there have freaking magic how can i how do i plan around that like they could just wind up like oh so they could just freaking teleport or they can you know make copies of themselves i mean it's doable it it does get harder and it does require you to like 
study up and know what the limitations are. And sure. And you have to look at your players spell list and be like, okay, what can they do to me? Um, right. And even then it's like hard to do. Whereas it's, it's a lot easier to predict the capabilities of the fighter. Right. Right. So I, I totally get it. I mean, but it's, but it also creates those Andrew Geertsen, um memorable moments. Oh, sure. You know, when somebody, I don't know, causes an, an arena. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I get you. God, cast I get a big you. spell that, that stops everything and, and ends the problem. It is fun. It is certainly fun. And I like. It can feel really cool. Yeah. I'm never going to like. I don't want but anyone I, I to hear think you. that I'm like, bagging on magic. Um, no, like, but it, it, we have done a lot of. 5e and, and a lot of D and like absolutely totally get it right like i would like something a little more grounded okay yeah intuitiveness sounds yeah. uh pleasant all right um is this a ragtag group of misfits and ruffians what with you know a heart of gold or whatever that are you know it's them against the world or are we part of the like faction academy military like we're we're part of the of at least one of the machines out there and we're competing with other factions. I think it starts off with the with the PCs being relatively like kind of unknown or independent. And then okay. you wind up dealing with these other factions and potentially joining them. Like there might even be a, uh, it might even be that the, depending on what there might be alliances are with you or something like they might be trying to like court us to join or, um, or we might be trying to get their help or, you know, yeah, I dig it totally, totally. So actually that's pretty natural because, you know, you're dealing with the local problems with a small group. Right. on a small scale at those early levels. And then as you advance more and more that your, your focus zooms out, you know, and, and that exactly. only makes sense right now. You're on the, now you're on the big galactic stage. Eventually, you know, and, you know, player on that, that gives me uh one, one thought about the kind of game I would like to play in that. It's actually like very clear in my head. Uh, I would like to play in a system that is largely classless and levelless. Okay, so like character points and yeah, that sort of thing. Like, okay, you didn't level, but you got three character points and you can spend them or save them right. or whatever, something like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. That, okay. that would be a really nice change of pace. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can totally feel that. Um, you know, I, I've only played uh, a little bit of, of that kind of system, like Bessem and uh, um, World of Darkness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, I love levels, <laughs> but I also totally respect character points um, where you can you can customize and, and make stuff and get that exact expression that you're going for. Oh yeah, uh, as as close as you can get, because um, you'd so still get, totally get you. You basically get to just create your own levels. You go yeah. like, oh, you know, it, you're still achieving or an, an yeah, unlocking I mean, something. Um, you just it can be whatever the heck you want, which is really neat. So, um, how much building of 
like kind of getting into the gamer type, like how much of this is like it's just exploring new regions versus maybe like something more localized and base building where like we're mm. making something or like, no, we, we move on. We, we move ahead. We, we get to the next thing. Mm. Or is it like becoming the biggest, baddest, meanest thing around? Like I will defeat all the enemies. I think, Hmm. That's man. That's a really, like, do good you want to build the awesome, you know, guild or empire or base or ship? Or do you want to defeat the biggest, baddest base or ship? Or do you want to beat a base or ship and then move on to the next one over and over? <laughs> like, hmm. but this time I, all everything's like in an ancient world mixed with destroyed technology. But this other world is just rings everywhere. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like the, I almost like the idea of something more episodic and contained. Like you, you might have this large kind of, uh, overarching, uh, issue or whatever it might be. You know, a disease has broken out or, you know, one of the, uh, members of the UN has like gone rogue and is trying to like destabilize things for earth or whatever the hell they, who knows um where that conflict is this kind of large umbrella uh conflict over the entire setting where everyone's kind of dealing with this situation not just you it's almost like an environmental factor and there would be smaller conflicts occurring within that okay so trying to determine like how finding our place in the universe going like what are we good at where do we fit you know as as we bring our characters together do we realize like oh man we're you know we're we're an excellent you know so so i'm hearing something a little bit more exploration based but maybe in a story sense and less in a universe environment sense yeah 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 so you you want to maybe your your main experience is the story itself yeah yeah totally okay that makes sense and you know exploring new new worlds and stuff in terms of what that means for the overall setting like Finding a new planet that like looks weird and stuff and, you know, maybe has like a, a strange or bizarre looking alien like that's all well and good and has mm-hmm. a little bit of ooh factor. But like, does it change how we interact within within the setting? Does it you know, do we learn about some new technology that's going to change the face of how we do things or is it just like oh we meet some people who look a little bit different and nothing okay so you you want it to be like okay we discovered something new but it's story impactful yeah right yeah not just the tour yeah exactly oh my gosh that's so storm king's thunder by the way it's just here's a tour (laughs) here's a here's 
here's stuff that's around. <laughs> here's stuff that's around. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad that it's around. So frustrating. If we um, didn't have places, we'd have nowhere to be. <laughs> here's a billion places your players can go. Good luck. Um, okay, great. What, what do I? I don't know what to do. And things are hundreds of miles apart. Enjoy. Um, Come to Barovia. Everything's three miles apart. <laughs> and everything wants you dead. And everything's just miserable. miserable. Um, yeah, I, I, I got you. Um, okay. Speaking of alien races, <laughs> mm-hmm. is this humans versus the unknown galaxy? Are are there several player races to pick from? What about artificial intelligence? Can I be an android? Can I be a robot of some kind? Or are they at least mm-hmm. around? Or is that too out in the stratosphere and not grounded enough? Mm. I That's an interesting question, too, because it it makes me wonder like okay if there are these you know alien entities that are not just variations on humans what makes them what makes them different uh in in a meaningful way like not just they they have seven arms and they speak in a language that you can't possibly comprehend instead it's like you know the these things breathe water and like have to wear a bubble on their head all the time. Or, um, you know, if they get too close to technology, like weird happens or, (laughs) you know, like a lot of the stuff that you're describing to me sounds a lot like mass effect, but you like basically didn't play mass effect. Did you? Yeah, I did. I played, I played the first one and I think I beat it and I Uh definitely played through two but I heard all the bad crap about three and I was just, yeah. and I, so many people were like, just stop it too. You'll be happier. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it does sound a lot like that because like there's the different races, but they're like, to me, they're like meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like I think all fantasy races in sci-fi races, a lot of times fall into the, the sort of trap of just being sort of stereotypical and tropey and, yeah. Okay. This one's all aggressive and angry, and this one's always wise and logical, and this one's yep. always like hot and sexy, right? Whatever. It you know we can we can fall into that, but I think Mass Effect, while not perfect, did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, whereas some other settings, sometimes the differences between the aliens doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, which on the one hand is like, OK, good for diversity. But also then why did you even make this character like yeah. make this a thing in the like universe? Is it just so we could have cool blue people, you know? Right. Is that that the only because then if it's just superficial and it's not very interesting like that. And here I go again. But that's that's another thing that I thought was really cool about the expanse was that it is all humans. But the humans themselves are different because of where they live. They're, you know, someone culture and government and stuff. Well, even even their physicality, like the people who grew up on the belt, if you bring them down on a ship to visit Earth, the gravity is physically painful for them and they have to take drugs like actual medication to help their body be able to withstand it and it like 
sometimes the medication won't even really take like your body has to be able to even deal with the medication. And if it doesn't like your heart can like basically explode because it's working too hard. Like that's interesting. So you've got, so they're, uh, they're more affected by the environments that they come from. And so the people sort of explain the universe in an interesting way. Yeah. And, and you, it still feels relatable because they're all humans. Right. But under different conditions. Exactly. And you can, yeah, that's interesting. I like that. that. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. But what about robots? You didn't, you didn't answer about robots. Robots, man. What about AI? Can we talk about AI? Do, do you want to talk about whether or not AIs have rights? Oh, man. I, I watched Westworld. Oh, right. That yeah. Was, that was fun. I, man. Or are they more like beep boop? I'm here to shoot guns, beep boop. Hmm. Like, you know, more like the Star Wars y, like I'm very obviously a robot versus, you know, like an what, android. Was data a person. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And yeah. you see, in some ways, more human than all of us. <laughs> Those uh, unanswerable questions. I'm sorry. I, I'm feeling sassy tonight. I don't know why. No, I, I like, I love <laughs> me a sassy Adam. Um, That's right. mm, mm, <laughs> nothing like it. Oh, boy. I honestly, I wish you were sassier more often. Uh, gotcha. Bring on the sass. <laughs> uh, so I think. I think having robots, at least in terms of them being like tools, could be neat. I could probably take it or leave it, depending on the extent to which they're usable. Uh, as a playable race, something about it just doesn't really grab me. I don't know that I think it's a bad idea, but it, it doesn't like stoke me. Okay, uh, how cyborgish can we get? Like. Do people have implants? Do they have prosthetics? Or does that not typically happen because like medicine is just really good? Or we maybe we use nanotechnology to make ourselves better or genetic mutations um, or just, hey, let's just keep all that to a minimum. <laughs> I, I would say uh, I'd say advanced medical tech is cool, like. Maybe not full on robo arms and stuff, but, um, you know, being able to, oh my God, just go watch the expanse. I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Make make me an expanse. Yeah. I think I kind of got that in the first few minutes. I'm just wondering how, but like the way I always like want to pitch an idea Uh is it's a, this thing meets a, this thing, right? Yeah. So, like with venture, I was like, it's D and D meets little house on the prairie. Right. Yeah. And so in with storm Kings, I guess I was thinking, well, let's do D and D meets God of war for <laughs> more or mm, less. Right. Okay. And, and then the game was like, yeah, that's not really what we're doing here. Um, yeah. And, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess that's where I, I kind of come at it from. Or like okay. I look at the Mandalorian, right? The Mandalorian is like okay, Star Wars, but it's a spaghetti western, right? Uh, you know, I think that's like just such a cool concept. Uh, even uh, Firefly was basically a western in space, right? yeah, which yeah. is which is kind of kind of cool. Um, I do like you know just the mix of things that are familiar, but in a way that that feels fresh, right? Yeah, 
You know, I so I if think you could, if you could take the expanse and you mix it with one or two things, what would those things be? Ooh, okay. Does that kind of help frame it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, okay. it actually kind of does. Okay, if I could take that and mix it with something, heist could be fun. Okay, all right. So space heist could be neat. Space heist. Um, all right, I'm with you. Nice. Or let's see. Um, or God, I. Like I, I want to say political, but that's not what I mean. I'm ashamed that my 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 writer brain is failing. Can you think of like a show or a movie or a game? Mm. Like, and it doesn't have to be sci-fi. Obviously, it, in fact, it's right. better if it isn't. Right? It, is it oh, Game of Thrones in space? Crime, <laughs> crime, like, like crime itself, or like a show called Crime? No, 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 no. like. Crime itself, like having running a criminal organization in space. <laughs> okay. So you want to be part of the criminals or do you want to stop the criminals? No, nah, be the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. Wait, 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 wait. So are you bad guys or you're like Robin Hood? Like, oh, we're really just gentlemen thieves and little scamps. Uh, but we don't like, you know, ship slaves around. Maybe we stop the guys that do that stuff, but we'll we'll still we'll steal from the guy that we don't like because he's an a hole, but he has money. Well, you know, I don't want to go closing any doors. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so you want to you want to be full on like no, hey, whatever makes money. I don't. I'm going to tank our rating if I get people thinking that I'm like, like pro, pro sci-fi human trafficking. <laughs> I am not. I am not. I'm not. I swear. I was going for that for the joke. But like. Uh, <laughs> okay, Andrew. Um, I, uh, I, I like the idea of like kind of the the anti-hero or okay. having the okay. underground organization or like the, like you mentioned uh, kind of like Robin hood sort of thing. Um, maybe not quite as altruistic, but okay. You know, I mean a little bit more like the Mandalorian then where he's like, okay, I will kill people for money. I will destroy stuff. I'll put this guy in carbonite freezing, right? You know, I'll do some pretty bad things. To adults, right? But right then there's, like, there's a line. Then they were like, kill this baby. And he was like, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. <laughs> right. Right. Like there is a limit. Okay. You got the villain who has a, or uh, the, you know, the thief with a code kind of right. deal. I No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think this, there's a couple systems that lends itself to, but you know. I'll take a look at it. I've been wanting to run something fresh, probably something not D and D, you know, and, and I know that something not D and D is something you've been wanting for a long time. Yeah. And yeah, so I've had my eye on that bounty hunter system and I like, I like your pitch. Okay. There's cool. The, the, the anti-hero criminal organization. Obviously I need to go watch the expanse now. Oh my God, please do. Just like binge <laughs> that crap over Just like so you two can weeks. talk about it. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so yeah, good. Absolutely. 
I never thought I'd like a sci-fi show that much. And I even like, I sat down and was watching it with my wife. And even she was like, so uh, you want to watch more Expanse? I was like, hell yes, I want to watch more Expanse. That's when you know a show's good, when your wife wants to sit there and binge it with you. Like, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. It's so good. It's so like, good. you know, my, my wife's been like enjoying the Marvel shows, but she hasn't been like going gaga over them, you know, mm-hmm. like I think she was, she got pretty into Game of Thrones, uh, yeah. you know, but I can't think of too many shows in recent memory where she was just absolutely chomping at the bit to devour every episode. Yeah, um, it, it was definitely it turned into like a popcorn episode kind of thing where it's like, Oh, just, just make it. How about just one more sweetie? It's midnight. We really ought to go to bed. But like having said that, I think she's watched the expanse and I haven't. So I need to man. go rectify that because she'll probably be into it now that she knows about it. Oh yeah, dude. It's so I, I can't wait to hear what you think. I, I can't imagine that you will anything but love it so i got i gotta get you on something fresh something that that you like that's for you that's what i want to do uh it may not be for several months but i do want to do something that's okay and i just the fact that you're asking i'm feeling covered in the secret ingredient absolutely (laughs) all Mm, over you it's cozy it's so (laughs) cozy it's got it's got a downy interior it's so it's the, fluffy the, the the flannel inlay oh. of my love and thank god it has been cooling down recently <laughs> like today oh, it's like perfect out here in arizona it's been oh. absolutely perfect this morning i had my first cold fingers morning where i was like writing and it was like my my hands felt stiff because my shed hadn't warmed up yet and I was like, oh, I need to go like get me some fingerless gloves or something. Yeah, man, I thought I thought where you live, they start that in like June. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, in Wisconsin they would. Oh, no, sure. Yeah. Would. It's humid as hell over there. But is it? Yeah. But yeah, man. I I'm ready for it to start cooling down. Wear me some flannel. Like, let me put a sweater on if I want to. That's that's that ideal temperature, right? Where you can go outside wearing jeans or shorts, wearing a T-shirt or a sweatshirt. And either way, you feel fine. So that was my super complicated topic uh, called uh, ask the person you might run a game for what they might want. Uh, All right. I like that. (laughs) I like that. There you have it, folks. There's your pro tip for the day. Pro tip. Just ask your player. Hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? What do you want to Oh, don't start that again. <laughs> don't start that again. Oh, man. The vultures. <laughs> Shout out to the Jungle Book vultures. <laughs> yeah. We're almost actually the Beatles, but we're not the Beatles. Next episode, we interview the Jungle Book vultures. <laughs> the Jungle Book vultures. They'd never know we didn't. <laughs> we are not getting sued. 
Oh, oh man, could you imagine? If, Disney doesn't sue people. If if we got a C and D from Disney for for trying to pretend, I'd be like, thank you, Disney, for listening to my show and knowing Put I exist. I appreciate on it. the map. Disney cared enough to tell us to stop. I would I would wear a blue ribbon on my shirt that said Disney sued me. <laughs> Disney. And I would I would I would smile and march down the street ear to ear. We could we could make we could make merch. Inspiration point. <laughs> Hashtag Disney sued us. Disney sued me. <laughs> the jungle book of all things. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and what part of the jungle book? The vultures. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> After Jungle Cruise, I assume they need to make some money back somewhere. Oh, I I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> if that tells you anything, right? Woo! God, it was just unwatchable. Um, <laughs> I saw the I saw the 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 rotator image that they had up on Disney Plus. I was like, well, that doesn't look promising at all. I was like, you know, I can. No matter how bad this is, I can watch Emily Blunt act for a while. You know, she's really great. And then I was just like, no, I can't. I just can't get through this. <laughs> you just, you know, I could put up with a lot. but And I and, and I just got through, you know, Venom 2. Uh, surprisingly, not going to win any Academy Awards. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Astounding. I, oh, man. I just went back, went and watched Venom for the first time. Oh, you barely watched that one? Just like within the past month or so. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Because I remembered you saying that at least half of it was like, was at least like a fun buddy cop movie. Yeah, there's there's some fun stuff. It's dumb, but there's some fun things. Was Venom 2 at least like that? It it had fewer moments in most of. Most of the time you're just sitting there like going, but, but why is, but Hey, didn't they, but wait, hold oh, on a sec. God. Like you're, you're just being distracted with like how much it just seems sort of messy. And you know, oh. like how many rewrites did this get through where like, they just forgot they left this in or, you know, like, jeez. Oh, well, this is not a film review cast or anything, but. I don't I'm know, so man. Hyped for Carnage, though. You, you you like Venom and Carnage? That's cool. You know, you could you won't like have a objectively bad time. You know, it's just that's a ringing endorsement. I, if I, I, ever I, feel, heard I just one. felt like at the end of it, I was like, man, I can't wait till I get like a real Carnage on screen. Oh man! And listen, Woody Harrelson is like a top notch actor. He does an absolutely fantastic job. It's just. It, it's no, not the actor it's, it's the vehicle it, it yeah exactly it's not Ugh. their fault they all they all did a great job you know it's just messy and it doesn't make a lot of sense and it repeats some of the beats and ideas from the first movie like the resolution of the first movie basically just gets removed and we have to do it again and then there's like big dumb CGI fights where you can't tell what the heck is happening and everything's yeah. in darkness. You like because like lighting is like shall not be done in one of these movies, you know? Yeah, um, I just. Yeah. Uh, so I was just sitting there going, man, I can't wait till I get a real Venom and Carnage movie. And uh, 
that's definitely not the feeling you want to have when you're sitting there and, and watching, watching it. a Venom and Carnage movie. I mean, movie. not like Carnage is a particularly great character. He's really not. Not even Venom's kind of stupid. Like, but he's but they're cool, you know, they're cool looking. They're like they're like Broly from DBZ, right? Like it's the, it's really a dumb idea, but it's but he's so cool. But he looks rad. <laughs> but he you looks look rad. at him, you're like, that dude's right? badass. He's making an axe out of his did, arm. Did you ever see watch Team Four Star do the Broly f- film? No, because it was great. It and it oh. just completely nailed exactly what <laughs> what Broly is. So if you don't watch Venom two, just Go watch that and oh. you'll be like, yeah, okay, I get it now. Oh man. So it's like, uh, it's, I know they stopped doing DBZ a bridge, but it's like just, just a little bit of that, a little bit more. They, well, they had done most of the movies, right? They did most of the movies while they were going through the season. And it was like, so like Vegeta is like just almost enamored with Broly. He's like, he's so cool. And then, <laughs> and then like, Broly explains his backstory that he's angry because when he was a baby, Goku made him cry. And <laughs> Vegeta's just like looking at him dumbfounded, like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But he's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. <laughs> and then it's just, that's why that's how they explain that Vegeta just stands awestruck for like a third of the film. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go watch the crap out of that. Broly really is like the coolest, dumbest mo- villain of all time. Um, but I definitely put Venom and Carnage, particularly Carnage, in that in that wheelhouse. Like, all right, that's really cool. It, I gotta forgive all the dumb stuff about it because whatever. Just say I am Venom again. <laughs> yeah, like I, we are Venom. Sorry, I had a freaking trading cards like i didn't know anything oh, about yeah, the man. story i just knew that this dude was all red and black and could make an axe out of his arm <laughs> like whatever. oh yeah dude carnage is i will say this carnage is way scarier in the comic books like he's like the comic books are really brutal and this movie was definitely a pg-13 and oh. i just don't think you can do a carnage story justice in a pg-13 it's got to be in in the Deadpool. Zone. I mean, he's literally a serial killer with like superpowers. It's got to be nasty. It's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, right? it should be a horror film that you're watching. Yeah, but yeah. also the main problem is that these are Spider-Man characters written for Spider-Man without Spider-Man around. And yeah, like Eddie Brock doesn't really mean anything without Peter Parker frankly at least Mm -hmm. like a lot less and cassidy doesn't mean much without eddie brock but in this case he does have eddie brock but it's like one without peter right so it's like Mm -hmm. without that dynamic you just have a no reason serial killer character man you know if if i because the whole point of carnage was just to show that comparatively speaking venom's not terrible that's the that's the whole point you know, like, when yeah, you look that, at that means this a bad psychopath, guy. this psychopath isn't quite as psychopathic seeming. And come to think of it, this is exactly what you're <laughs> asking for with your sci-fi game. You're asking for like the 
venom criminal criminal organization <laughs> criminal but but you're not willing to do uh the carnage organization that's the one you're gonna fight against Gotcha. That that's the whole thing. <laughs> gotcha. Which means I need to have a Peter Parker somewhere in the story for any of this to make any sense. <laughs> and to find your Peter Parker, you go watch the Expanse. That's how we're gonna save the cat. You're gonna help Peter Parker in the beginning, so that way you look cool next to Carnage, Cletus Cassidy. Oh man, I okay. I know we have just completely gone off the rails, but I don't care. Uh, this is this is this is our show. This we do what we show. want. Uh, this is true. not for you. This is for us. Uh, <laughs> last last night, I think. No, maybe I think it was over the weekend. Uh, I was. I think I was on Netflix. Have uh, Have you ever watched The Losers? No. It's based off of a uh, a Vertigo comic i think and it's basically these these five u.s military guys who are like on some mission down in bolivia or something and they get uh they get set up somehow and yada 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 it's a fun movie um good action flick chris evans jeffrey dean morgan idris elba uh like the the cast is a lot of fun um but i remembered feeling like the very beginning of the movie when I saw it kind of hit its uh its major moment I was like wow that was like an uber save the cat moment for these like for this team of five guys and it was it, it just struck me that it stuck out that much as this like massive humanizing uh save the cat moment that like totally fit the bill. Like you were uh, talking about way, way back. Um, so check that one out too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's called the losers. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds yeah. like a fun time. It is. It is. You know, you just turn your brain off, watch a fun action flick. It's a blast. Oh, that reminds me. I still need to watch uh, Mr. Nobody. Oh my God. Why am I drawing That's a the blank? One with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Oh yeah, that was a fun movie too. Yeah, I haven't sat down and watched it yet, but I watched uh, Movie Bob talk about it on um, YouTube. Oh yeah, I haven't watched him. Yeah, that's one of the reviewers I follow, and yeah, um, he he didn't give it a glowing review, but he said enough about it where I was like, yeah, I kind of want to watch that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's it didn't have leave me feeling like it was going to win any Oscars, you know, like you were saying, but I didn't feel like it was a waste of time to watch it. Like after I got up, I was like, I had a good time watching that. Yeah. It's I'm probably going to be a little disappointed because now I know what the, um, the big twist is, but at the same time, I don't know. Might be fun. Hey, that's, you know, speaking of Bob Odenkirk, where's my last season? I know. Fall man. I know the dude. Didn't he have like a heart attack on set? Or something. Yeah, he had some kind of scare on on set, and uh, don't do that to us, Bob. Don't yeah, do it. N- at least not until you finish the show. Then, <laughs> then you can go croak for all we care. We, like you have a responsibility to fill before you are allowed to die in peace. How dare you have human dignity? I need <laughs> entertainment all the time. You. 
Oh my. All the time. God, all the time. All right, man. I got to jump off. Let's let's wrap this up. You got it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we especially want to extend our heartfelt gratitude to our ever loyal patrons, Spike, Logan, Kate, Falangor, and the new kid on the block, Leroy. I actually confirmed it with him this week. That's right. Leroy. Oh, and he was, he was, he said last time that he was waiting for us to, to make a Leroy Jenkins joke and we never did. So throwing out the Leroy Jenkins right now, three, two, one, Leroy Leroy Jenkins. Jenkins. There we go. We hope you're happy. At least I got chicken. (laughs) God dang it, Leroy. It's an Uh, oldie, but a goodie. But a goodie. So if you want to be as cool as Leroy and the gang, head on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point and jump on the inspiration train. We have many, many different tiers, including the $20 tier uh, that Leroy joined at. And now he gets to play games with us. And it's super cool. And otherwise, if you want to get in touch with us, head on over to inspirationpoint.buzzsprout.com. And if you are on a desktop computer, uh, you can look for the three little bubbles in the upper right-hand corner of the page, and that'll take you over to either Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon. And if you're on mobile and you go to the website, those three little bubbles will be right in the top center and you can find those things as well so am i missing anything i think we're good are we good i think we got it my guy i think that's it all right y'all well that's gonna call it for this week and uh you know until next time if you want to know what rpg stuff you should do next go ask the people you're gonna play with they might have ideas (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just just throwing it out there or yeah. they might be like me and have a bunch of ill-formed <laughs> half ideas and uh glowing reviews of a very specific tv show but but may i know right that's basically what this was but if you're patient and ask and search for the right questions you might eventually get somewhere that's true that's true. You, you might. <laughs> no you guarantees. might. Right. Because after he says, man, I don't know. Have you seen The Expanse for the eighth time? Uh, you'll eventually go, okay, well, just cross this with something and then I'll come up with something. I really tried to not reference it so much, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't. It's so good. Uh, all right, everybody. We love you. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Bye.